Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. What happens when you put a career-focused woman with two kids trying to balance home and work life in a room with a microphone? Lots of laughter, tears, and great advice. Welcome to Two Kids and a Career. So as I have said before, we are going to have some tough conversations on this podcast, uncomfortable conversations, also happy and silly conversations, but we're going to go back to the tough, uncomfortable conversation. I have... Erica Murphy with me. Erica is a new friend of mine. And I say new friend because you're going to tell a story that some people would be like, well, Jill, don't you know this story? (laughs) And I don't know this story. And that's what I want to find out. Erica and I are co-workers and Erica is currently pregnant. And so there was a time when I was pregnant, when you were pregnant, and then I left for maternity leave. So I'm come back to work. I'm like, hey, Erica, <laughs> how are you feeling? And we're talking about that. But you kind of opened up a little bit to me and said that you had some infertility issues before this baby. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk to you about it because infertility is a huge topic. Mm-hmm. And... In looking in my situation with both girls, there were times where I thought the infertility was an issue. And it's really not an issue in comparison to your story, which I don't know, but I have a feeling. But with that being said, everybody... Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. Mm -hmm. And so for me, our first daughter... It took about a year to conceive, but I don't think that we were smart about it or followed the right direction, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so it felt like it was forever. Mm-hmm. Our second daughter, we knew that we wanted to have a baby and this is how it needed to happen. And we know how it needs to happen, <laughs> but this is what you needed to do. And we really kind of stuck to it. And so for me, anytime I went to the bathroom and had a period, mm-hmm. it was infertile issues in my head. Yeah. It was hard. Mm-hmm. So I can speak for those women because there are plenty of women out there that it is hard when that happens. Mm-hmm. But it's unfair of me to even pretend to know what it's like to struggle with infer- infertility issues. So I was wondering if you would share your story. Yeah, and I mean, to say that one story is any different than another, a struggle is a struggle, whether it takes two months or whether it takes two years, or in our case, it took six years. Six years. It was something that I knew very early on. I found out when I was 16 years old that I had an issue and that it was going to be difficult for me to conceive. They had told me that, um, you know, it was it was possible, but it was I was going to have some struggles. And so as a 16 year old, how do you process that? Right. You know, like I didn't think about it. It was <laughs> college. I try not to get pregnant. So I'm like, right. great. <laughs> this is fantastic. Um, but then, you know, I hit my 20s and late 20s and, you know, I met my now husband and and we were like, you know what, let's let's start this. It may take a little bit longer. We know that going into this. But, you know, let's see. I, I 
I don't want to be <laughs> 40 and pregnant. And, you know, I, I wanted to try and start start earlier. So when I was 29, we started going down the road and we were just going to just try. We were just going to see what happens. If it happened, it happened. If it didn't, you know, we, we weren't going to do IVF or we weren't going to do anything at that point. We were just going to try well, in my head, you know, I downloaded every app mm-hmm. and I, you know, yes. I did everything, read every blog and, and did everything that I could. Time of day you need exactly. to, all of that. Mm-hmm. Which let me tell you how romantic that is right. where I'm like, oh, it's 245 and um, I've got a temperature of 96.3. Exactly. Uh, let's go. Exactly. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not good. Um, But I didn't want to tell people because I knew that's the first thing that when you just get married and mm-hmm. you just, you know, everybody asks, well, are you going to have a baby? When right. are you going to have a baby? I never, ever, ever asked that because it was like a blow to my chest every time somebody asked me that. And I had, you know, I had to be like, oh, we don't, we just don't want kids just yet. We're just not ready yet. Mm-hmm. When in the meantime, I like know I have my 50 pack of ovulation kits in the bathroom and and devastated every time I have to bring, you know, a tampon with me because I started my period, which was just another slap in the face that I wasn't pregnant. Right. So that was kind of the beginning. And it got to the point to where I, I don't want to say that I got hardened by it, but I started lying to people and saying, well, I don't want kids. I don't I don't just because it was easier for me to say I don't want kids than to deal with the fact that this is something that I want more than anything. Mm-hmm. And it may never happen for me. So I completely flipped the script and just said, you know what, we're content with where we are. We just we don't we just don't want this because it was it was easier to avoid the questions. And I did. I felt like I was alone because, you know, here I am and I'm I'm going through this struggle. And I was I was kind of ashamed that I felt like as a woman, like I'm supposed to I'm supposed to have a child. That's the one thing that differentiates us from men is that. I'm supposed to be able to do this and I can't. So it's hard, you know? And it's really interesting because I didn't want kids. Yeah. And I just didn't see myself as a mom. I didn't see that being in our future. And my husband, it was more of a, he wanted kids. And then when we made the decision and we started trying, then it was like, I want this to happen. Is this a competition though? And I started getting confused in my head. Like I'm trying to win the race, but it's not, (laughs) it it was a very confusing time too. I mean, every single time, like you said, you, that month comes and that happens. It's a reminder that you failed. Yes. And you know, when you hit your early thirties and your work with a bunch of women, it's, it felt like, Every other week, somebody else was announcing their pregnancy Mm -hmm. or looking through Facebook and seeing somebody else that, you know, may not have even been trying or who knows what their story is. Because, again, everybody has a story. Right. But it just felt like I would start to resent them because it would be like, why not me? Like, you didn't even want this. You didn't even you weren't even trying. And here I am, you know, peeing on a stick every morning to seeing if I'm ovulating, taking my temperature five times a day because I want to see, you know, what my levels are. And here you are and get pregnant after a month of trying, you know, and I started to resent them because I, I wanted that so badly. That's, it's hard for yeah. me to hear that because I'm that person. Yeah. I know you don't mean anything no, by that. No, I know, I know, but 
that's what's so hard. Yeah. Is because you have those two different dynamics going on. And so how does someone like me even try to understand? And I guess by doing this, by having this conversation with you. um, So you said six years. Yeah. And it just, it just didn't happen. Right. And it was, um, it got to the point where it was causing some major issues between our relationship. Yeah. Because as you can imagine, the romance was gone. Yeah. The intimacy was gone. It was every single time that we wanted to be intimate. It wasn't because I love you and I want to feel close to you. It was because I have a job to do. This is what I want. And that's everybody kept saying, just stop trying. Just stop. Yes. trying. Okay. Like when are you not trying? <laughs> That's the thing. Right. It's always in my head. And I was I was very my prior employer was a great 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 company, but they were very family first culture. That was that was 100% their number one thing. You could bring your baby to work for 6 months, which is amazing. It's wow. un- like they're an unbelievable company. They have retirement parties for the babies when they leave. There's baby showers. There's celebration of all of these wonderful things but you were surrounded by it every single day it was in my face and you know i want to be so happy for my friends that i i love dearly and i'm so yeah. excited for them but in the me you know in the back of my head i'm thinking why not me why not me and that's a big reason why i left and i told them that i i loved what i did i loved the company i loved the people but it was so difficult for me to be around that every single day and it's not their fault. It's nobody's fault. It's not my fault because I, it wasn't happening. It's not their fault for creating this amazing environment for people that did. It was just something in my head that just, it was just, it, it was never, it was. It would never leave me. It was something I thought of every single day. Walking in Target and seeing, you know, baby carriers and seeing all these things. Like, it's just, I can't even explain how badly I wanted this. And to have that just defeat that it may, it may never happen. That's, <laughs> it's a lot. It is. And, you know, it's funny because like I said, we, we were going through some issues and um, this summer was a big thing for me because I was like, like, I need to be a mom. Like one way or another, I, I need to be a mom. And I have a girlfriend who's one of my best friends and she and her husband were going through the same issue. So it was nice to kind of have somebody that you could talk to about this and that like truly understood what you were going through because I did, I ended up going on the different hormones. We didn't do IVF because, um, you know, I'm, I'm a plus size over 35 year old woman. So um, it was a danger factor for me, but the hormones ended up making me gain more weight. The depression made me gain more weight and it was just this vicious cycle. And so, and it was the same thing with her. So she actually ended up becoming a foster mom. And she was like, I just need kids in my family. Like, I just need kids in my house. And I I couldn't do that just because um, <laughs> I didn't want to have to give them back. Like, I knew once I had these children in my house, I wouldn't be able to just, you know, be like, okay, here you go. And she's perfect for that. And that's great. But I knew that that was never for me. So I wanted to look into adoption. And my husband did not at the time. <laughs> and I'm like, we're 35, we're getting older, like I need I need to be a mom. Um our dog is our child. 
As I'm sure you know. I do know <laughs> from my experience. As I'm sure you know. And I'm not going to tell you anything else about what that dog, I, just, yes. Well, we'll talk fun. when you get Because <laughs> my hairdresser, who's one of my good friends as well, she's always like, I can't wait till you have this baby when this child or this dog actually becomes a pet. And I'm like... He's my first. Right. <laughs> and you hate everybody that says it to you. Yeah. Same thing here. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that to you. Just love no. your doggy. Yeah. Just he's, keep loving your doggy. He's my first. This is my second. Um, so over the summer, I actually I actually um, quit my hormone treatment. And I really had to consider if this relationship was something that I wanted because I knew I needed to be a mom. And I am a spiritual person. And I would pray and just be like, Tell me what I'm supposed to do. Just give me a sign. Like, I love this man more than anything in my life. I know I'm supposed to be with him. I know he's my soulmate. But if he's not willing to take this next step to have a family, I don't know that I'm going to be content in my life to not have a child. So if I need to be with somebody else who has that same vision, then I need to know. Um, So I stopped my hormone treatment in July, and I got pregnant in September. And I'm like, loud and clear, I gotcha. (laughs) And so now we are happier than we've ever been. I am 34 weeks along. I am four weeks away from meeting my little guy because they're going to work. They're going to take me early. And um, I am, I can't even, I see, (laughs) you know, you hear the girls that are like, oh, I'm so miserable being (laughs) pregnant. I can't sleep. I can't do anything. And I'm just, I have had such an easy pregnancy. I have had. And I don't know if it's just because I'm ignoring <laughs> everything and it just doesn't even matter. Um, but I am, I am, I have everything in my life that I could have ever wanted. And I'm very grateful. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so there's, there's a light at oh. the end of the tunnel. <laughs> my eyeliner. I know. I'm sorry. We're going to be sitting. <laughs> we're going to walk by and be like, what's going on in there? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I, think that someone listening right now relates to you and someone listening right now relates to me. And I guess my question is, what does the girl on my end, what does she, can she do anything for you? The girl on your end? Nobody can. I couldn't even, I mean, it was something that, um, it was something that I couldn't even I couldn't even help myself with because it just was it consumed my entire life that no matter the only thing that could have changed my mind is having a baby. And that's something that I had to deal with. And I had to try and come with terms that, you know, I may never get to experience having my own child. And I was totally OK with the idea of adoption. But like you want to look at your child and say, Oh my God, you have your dad's eyes. Oh my God, you have my smile. Look at your nose. And and I know that you inherit that as you, you know, those traits as you get older, but you know, you want you want to have a child. And and it's not for everybody, but I, I mean it was it was for me. That was for you me. You knew it. I knew you it. You knew it. And I had friends when we were in college, they knew they wanted to be mom moms. Yeah. And so I a lot of times question myself like why do you not have that same feeling as them and I thought well that that'll happen as you get older and it never happened and it never happened I didn't like that was their thing they knew Mm -hmm. I want to be a mom and that's a yes and when you have your mindset on something you want it to happen yeah oh 
I'm so happy for you. I'm so, so happy for you. And I I think maybe your pregnancy is going easy because you dealt with a whole six years of crap yeah. and uneasiness. Yeah. And I'm also a faithful person and I do think that person works in mysterious ways. Absolutely. So And you know, it was difficult. My my sister, my younger sister got pregnant two years ago. They had tried for one month and got pregnant right away. And it was so funny because when all the girls at work and all my girlfriends would be like, I'm pregnant, like I genuinely was happy for them. Like I genuinely was so happy, but there was always that little bit of jealousy behind me. But when my sister told me there was not one ounce of jealousy, there was not one negative thought that came through my head and i think that she i think she tried to be really cautious very cautious because you know my sister's my best friend and she knew she's been through this entire she was the first person that i told (laughs) she was the first person i told before i even announced it to my family and um (laughs) i said so I, i took a test today and she was like stop it like I can't breathe like she's like tell me you're lying tell me you're lying and I'm it was just it was a very sweet moment but when she was pregnant with my niece it was there was not one one ounce of jealousy in me at all or any of those negative feelings because this little it was part of my family I think that was the difference that it was you know um and she's I love her like as if she was my own (laughs) oh I yeah I tell you what those nieces and nephews. Yeah. That's a whole nother. That's well, a whole and then when they, they get crazy, you can just give them back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because my sister now, my um, nephews are older. One's fourteen and one's twenty three, and so she, and she's my best friend, and mm-hmm. so she sees our girls and she laughs all the time. She's like, "It's your turn!" Yeah. Like all those times you laughed at me because yeah. my boys threw themselves down in the middle of a store right. and. <laughs> yep what goes around comes around i'm like mm-hmm. yeah i just smile and nod yep yeah. sure does well, that's what i tell I, I tell him right now in my tummy you're not gonna act like this mm-hmm. and that works right right oh i i'm trying to think of who i know who it was that i said this to i told this person i said i kept talking to her and said your mama is a planner you have to come <laughs> on the day that they said you're gonna come yeah because i have a plan and you're listening right right and she was looking at me like Okay, whatever you got to do, whatever you got to say to to make it better. (laughs) Okay. But, you know, even now, like like I said before, um, you know, when I I kind of was going through a denial phase where I, I, it was easier for me to say that I didn't want kids to people that um, I did. I was, I felt alone. I felt like I was the only person in the entire world that was going through these issues and that, um, you know, it was because of my age. It was because of my weight. It was because I waited too long. It was because... I was doing all these things wrong. And so I tried to search for a community that I could I could kind of talk to but did not know me cuz so there would be no judgment. Yeah. And f- Facebook became a really good outlet for me because there were a lot of groups of plus-size women that were trying and that were having all these issues and even now as I'm going through, you know, the pregnancy process that I'm still going along this journey with these other girls mm-hmm. because it's nice to know that you're not alone. Yeah. So 
that's when you asked me to do this podcast with you, I was so excited because if I could be that person for one other person, like all those women were for me, because that's really what helped me is that I didn't know who they were. They didn't know who I was. They didn't judge me. They didn't know anything about it. We were just all going through this situation together and could vent and could joke and we could laugh and we could cry. And it was it was an amazing group of women. And something that will be discussed on and I, and I talked about this on my first episode, the launch episode, but it's going to be discussed more the judging. Yeah. I, I am so sick of the fact that we have to, that we are using that word yeah. still. And so I'm glad that that was an outlet for you. And you're right. I hope someone listening right now, they may not know you, yeah, but they're suddenly closer to you because of this. And I cannot wait to hear about baby Murphy. I know. We're I can't excited. wait. Well, it's fine because, you know, we're a planner, too. And the fact that we don't have a name yet is like making me go out of my mind. <laughs> because I'm like, you know, I need to monogram things. Uh-huh. I have 35 years of ideas built up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I this <laughs> poor this poor kid, he's going to walk around in a bubble. <laughs> well, it's OK. Because you know what? He's going to be so loved. He is. I, you know... And I'm sure it has nothing to do with the hormones whatsoever. But um, the other night, I was just <laughs> sitting on my couch, and I just started just, like, crying uncontrollably. And it was just like, I am just so happy right now. Like, I never thought that in my entire life that I, you know, I have this amazing man that loves me through the highs and lows of of everything that I've ever wanted because he— you know, he's a guy. He didn't grow up saying, I, w- I want to be a dad. I can't wait to right. have kids. But he knew how much it meant to me and went through this journey with me. And he is the kindest, sweetest, most gentle man I've ever, like, I know that he was put in my life for a reason. And that's what, when we were going through all these issues, I was so confused because I'm like, I know this man, like, he's my soulmate. Like, I know that he is, but I can't, I can't let this piece go. And I just, I feel like my heart is so full right now. Like I just, I finally got everything that I wanted. And if I can give any advice to anybody is, you know, you never know what the journey is going to be, but I never gave up. Like even when doctors would tell me, you know, you need to lose 50 pounds. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, I never gave up. And, and even now when they're telling me, well, you're going to have these issues, you're going to have this, there's going to be that. And it's like, I just, my faith is just so strong, and I believe that I now have everything that I wanted. It was the hardest journey I've ever been through in my entire life, but this is my happy ever after. Like, this is it, and I am so grateful that I could have given up many a times that I didn't. So if anybody out there just, you know, just don't ever, just don't ever give up, especially when it gets the hardest, because this summer was the hardest the hardest time of my entire life. You know, I had just switched my career. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do not. I am. Um, I had just switched my career. I was going through all of these things at home. And it was just, um, it was the lowest point of my life that I've ever been in. And right after that low point was this beautiful other side that now I've just been, I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful for for the man that's in my life. I'm so grateful for the man that's in my belly. <laughs> It's just, you know, there's there's a happy ever after for everybody, no matter whether this was my journey, whether we ever got pregnant or, 
You know, I, I truly believe that there's a plan and, and this was mine and I'm very grateful for it. <laughs> so don't give up. <laughs> Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and if you're feeling really generous, write me a review. And don't forget to join me next week for a new episode of Two Kids and a Career. 